0: What's your mindset when you get to a door?
1: Um, there to help, you know, like I'm giving them information. I always show up with some information for them. Usually it's comparable places that have sold in their area. So, even if they're not wanting to sell now, it gives them an idea what their place could be worth.
0: My name is Parker Bennett, and I've spent the last 20 years helping people through the process of their largest single investment they may ever make. Their home. From building inspector to real estate agent, I've chalked up a number of great experiences and strategies for everything related to the home buying experience. This podcast is dedicated to anything and everything around the Kamloops real estate market. Welcome to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. Welcome to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. I am joined by the one and only Mallory Johnson. You know her as Mallie J. Hello. And welcome to this week's edition of the podcast. I'm super, super stoked right now. Awesome news for this spring. Uh, the Kamloops Insider Podcast has been nominated as one of the best local podcasts in Kamloops.
2: Woo, congratulations.
0: I am stoked. Woo. I appreciate the, we made uh, it. the honorable mention at this point because mm-hmm. we haven't won. Nope. But I would like to win. That would be so incredible. <laughs> so we're just reaching out. Um, if you if you listen to the podcast, if you enjoy the content that we put out, I would really, really appreciate uh, voting for us. Mm-hmm. How do you vote for us? It's
2: really simple. You go online. You can just Google Best in Kamloops and it'll take you right to the page. Or we can send you to the link, which is... Bestof.kamloopsbcnow.com There you go. And all you have to do is... Basically, sign up. It's free to do. It's really simple, and you go through the different categories and vote for your favorite,
0: favorite everything, favorite everything
2: in Camloops. There's a, you know, arts, automotive, business, every media. single
0: business is kind of locked in there with uh, the nominees for this year's best stuff.
2: Yeah, and the podcast category is under the media. Um, Tag or yeah, a, a media. tab, media yep. tab. And yeah, just scroll down. You'll find the, the best nominated podcasts. And Kamloops Real Estate Insider is among them. So you just click on vote and that's it. That's we all we ask. Really,
0: really appreciate it here at the. Mally <laughs> J would also like it. I would love it. Yeah. And actually, your, your band is in a category there as well. That's true.
2: You can find Sweater Kittens, which is my passion project band, in the best band in Kamloops category. Very, Again,
0: very nice. Last year we came in third. Well, we were nominated last year. I don't know what place we came in. How do you know what place you came in?
2: You get an email. Oh. at the end. I don't think Kamloops Real Estate Insider made it. Maybe I guess Uh-oh. into the top three what? because they <laughs> oh. we didn't. We didn't make it to the podium last year. Okay. Well, this year. This year's different. Yeah. Yep. And you know, we've really, I would say, developed the podcast over the last year, and we're all in this year. We're all in. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're in a new booth. We're invested. <laughs> We're into
0: this. Okay, appreciate it. If you could uh, log in and do that, I would be so, so grateful. Woo! Knock, knock. Who's here? Lisa Mooney's here from hey. Marla Page Westman. <laughs> Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. <laughs> I'm usually not that witty either.
1: That's yeah, as witty no, as it gets. Talk to you a few times.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on the podcast.
2: <laughs> Zing. See that? See, that was pretty witty. <laughs> that, was, that was witty.
0: That was witty. Uh, we're witty city this morning here mm-hmm. in Kamloops. Um, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you coming in, taking time out of your day. I know you're a busy realtor. You got lots going on. Um, thank you for having me. This is your first Bye podcast.
1: Me. Yes, absolutely.
0: I listen Ooh. to a ton of
1: them, including yours. Yeah. However, I've never been on one. Cool. So amazing. Welcome. Tick. Thanks.
0: Tick right. Yeah. Yeah. And you were, you were presenting this morning. You did a speak already, so you're like kind of like energized and ready to rock.
1: <gasps> like I said, I put on extra deodorant today because it's a little bit nerve-wracking <laughs> to be <laughs> talking publicly. I'm used to one-on-one. I'm, I'm more of a relationship this is,
0: person. This is as one-on-one as it gets. It's just you and the mic.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. You Who are,
1: we already know doesn't really have a last name. Doesn't have a last name. Mike,
0: whoever. It's M-I-C dot. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I want to start it off with a little bit of statistical data. There was a report that came out from CMHC recently that I'm puzzled by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And CMHC doesn't have a great track record of the last two years. So this might be something we proved them wrong. But in April 28th, this article came out. It was basically uh, CMHC's spring market outlook. The Canadian housing market is expected to experience a decline in overall house prices across Canada. I thought that was interesting because... The first part of the spring, everybody was talking about how there actually might even be an uptick by end of 2023 Mm -hmm. in prices. So this report cites weaker economic growth than expected and higher mortgage rates are the main reason for market slowdown. Uh, While prices have declined, homeownership will be less affordable because of higher mortgage rates still elevating prices uh, in the rental market. So that's a scary thing for... The, the big chiefs who are trying to keep housing prices affordable for Canadians, which maybe one part is ticked there. Mm-hmm. But the rental market is going to see another level of squeeze. Oh, moving which forward. is going to be
1: tough. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, I thought that was interesting. So now I want to show you some like Kamloops stats so far this year, uh, just to give you some analytical understanding of why I feel that that statement, that article might be a little bit twisted. Uh, the market as of the end of April is up 15% from January of this year. In Kamloops? In Kamloops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, sales is down 44% from this time pre COVID numbers. Yeah. So April of 2019, we had a lot more sales going on. And if I look at just the last three days, so the first couple of days of May, which is usually the peak and the most vibrant time of the real estate market in Kamloops, uh, the numbers are all over the map. Like we had a great Monday, lots of sales. Yesterday it was like, where did all the sales go? Yeah. <laughs> they just disappeared. So um, it's interesting. I'll be I'll be optimistic. I still think May is going to produce like a really strong market here in Calumse.
1: I believe so too.
0: And I think CMHC might be discounting some areas. I know Alberta in a strong market right now. Uh, there's areas in Montreal uh, that are in a strong market condition right now. Uh, Vancouver, from what I've talked about, lower mainland realtors that I normally chat with, they all seem pretty eager that the market has picked up, especially Mm -hmm. since last winter.
1: I think so too. And I think we tend to shadow Vancouver's market a little bit more than back east.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure you've
1: experienced that too.
0: I feel like if there's a downturn in Vancouver or the lower mainland or greater Vancouver area, I feel like it's time to book holidays because in like four to five months, we're probably going to see the same market. Exactly. Usually. But what's interesting though, the minute their market turns on, ours is the next day. Yeah. Like they turn on at the same time. It's just when Vancouver turns off.
1: We're a little bit delayed.
0: We're delayed before we turn off. Mm. So it's an interesting thing to keep an eye on because um, when we have explosive times in our market, it's usually because we're having added pressure from buyers coming from the southern part of our province. And so when it turns off, you know, it's a really good analytical analytical position yeah. for, as a real estate agent to prepare your sellers and even buyers for that mark, uh, that part yeah. uh, that this is probably what's coming. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, CMHC doesn't have a great track record in the last couple of years like you
0: no, mentioned. They so they have not.
1: You kind of have to take it with a grain of salt what they're saying, right?
0: Yeah, and I think that they have a bigger outlook too. They're looking at all markets. We're just chatting about canteloups. That's mm-hmm. why it's so awesome that you're tuning in to the, <laughs> the Canteloups Real Estate Insider Podcast. Well, thanks for the yeah. stats and the numbers. <laughs> so, I, And I also wanted to mention this, just because 15% uptick from January 2023, what does that actually mean? It actually just means that more houses of higher value are selling. It doesn't necessarily mean the average homeowner is received fifteen percent increase in their in their mm-hmm. value. Okay, um, so going back to uh, the last month, April of this year, there were twenty four houses that sold, properties that sold between six and seven hundred thousand dollars. If I go back to January of this year, in that same market, there was only eighteen at uh, seven hundred to eight hundred thousand. We had twenty. And going back to January, there's only eight. So maybe there's just really some less particular properties that are even on the market. Buyers aren't shopping in that price point at that particular time. But this, this goes back and forth all year. And at the end of the year, we have an average. And that's probably more realistically when you, when you look at your market value and say, okay, my house went up maybe four or 5%. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Anyways. Looking at market
1: value, not necessarily assessed value, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's talk about assessed value. <laughs> Isn't it interesting, maybe you've experienced this, maybe you haven't, but I have, that let's say January when we were talking about assessed values and they were getting ready to come out, we all knew that they were going to be explosive due mm-hmm. to the, the growth that we went through the previous year. Super high. Then they come out, we're telling, consistently telling people, don't think that's what your house is worth. You're not going to get that number. But now we are. Yeah. Now it seems like assessed value is a lot more closer to reality than it than it was three, yeah. four months ago.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, assessed value is from July, right? So now we're coming up, approaching July again. So maybe that value is now standing as it was. And whereas in the slower market in December, January, prices were down a little bit. So yeah. it wasn't necessarily market.
0: Although I would like to asterisk that the assessed value is just, it, it's a, a point of discussion but it is not indicative of a market value, a sale price, a, a listing price. A yeah. compar- it's just a, it's just a number that we can use, but sometimes we have to asterisk it and forget about it Absolutely. because they're not that accurate. Yeah.
1: Same with an appraisal value. It's just a whole other ball of wax, right? There's all different, these, these values that are put on the home for different reasons, yeah. whether it's for lending purposes or for tax purposes or for, for selling purposes, they're, could all be a little bit different.
0: Or what I call the agreement price. Whereas a bank is looking for someone else to agree with the buyer that yeah, that house is around mm-hmm. that value.
2: Mm-hmm. It's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it, right? Mm. Yeah, totally. It's fascinating the like overall subjectivity of that, then. Like it is it, there's some, you know, stats and information that can lead to a informed decision on what a house is worth, but there is ultimately a layer of subjectivity that affects the value of something. I think there's, it's fascinating.
0: I think there's even subjectiveness to an agent evaluating mm-hmm. a property. Totally. If you take somebody who's been consistently selling condos, townhouses and you stick them on a rural property with you know mm-hmm. like landscape that's not cultivated and fencing that maybe not complete or yeah. deteriorated and water that comes from the ground and <laughs> A factors. Field, they might not see the same value mm-hmm. as another agent who's very experienced in that market, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just choose your realtor wisely.
2: Absolutely. Good point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Today we have an interesting topic. So we brought in our specialist on the matter. <laughs> Today we're talking about door knocking.
1: Fun topic. Woo! Yeah.
0: <laughs> and Lisa's got some real experience in this. So I think we're going to have a good conversation we're going to be talking about door knocking and the significance of it from the perspective of a buyer and a seller, maybe not so much as an agent, because mm-hmm. we could talk about an agent's perspective, but um, I think the value to the listenership would be, what happens when somebody knocks on your door and how do you perceive that situation yeah. to go down? Yeah. So it's, you've had some experience of this?
1: I do. Yeah. I. Um, it was one of my, when I first got started in real estate, it was part of my get myself out there marketing um, and trying to help people program. I'm not big into digital marketing. Marketing. I'm more a person to person. Like I said, being doing presentations and stuff to a big group of people is not my thing. But <laughs> talking one on one with somebody and finding out about them is more my thing. So door knocking just came naturally to get out there and meet people and see how I could help them.
0: When you when you first became an agent, do you do you think that was promoted as a real option for realtors?
1: Um, it was certainly something that when you look at like online training and stuff like that, because I did listen to podcasts and everything about real estate. Um, and then Audrey here at the office, she suggested, you know, door knocking is something that some agents do, not very many. And I was like, hmm,
2: well, that sounds interesting. And yeah. can I ask, when did you become a realtor? Like what time frame was this? Uh,
1: twenty eighteen. Oh, so I went not back, that long ago. No, no. I went back to school when I was forty five after my kids were grown. Oh and,
2: fantastic.
1: Yeah. Decided to jump in and it was one of those don't want to get to the end of your life and realize that you didn't do something that you wanted to do and sure. regret it, right? So I yeah. thought I'll give it a try and you never know. I'd mm-hmm. enjoy it. And sure enough, I did. <laughs> and
0: and I will mention that you placed in the top ten this year at Royal Page, didn't you not? Huh? I did. Too. Yay. Congratulations. Yeah, that's that's yeah, amazing. A
1: huge so we're milestone. we're
0: talking to an experienced door knocker here. Like there's some <laughs> <laughs> serious success. Lot story of doors. <laughs> a lot of doors. <laughs> door knocking <laughs> superstar in yeah. the
1: house. Yeah.
0: How many doors do you think you've knocked on? Oh gosh. Just give me like a ballpark. Hundreds? Probably over
1: in thousands. Thousands? Yeah, because yeah. when you think like a complex typically has like, say, 50 to 80 homes in it. Yeah. And I've done a number number <laughs> <laughs> of complexes and neighborhoods, yeah. Cool. So some people out there are probably like, oh, I remember that girl knocking on my door. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, that's the thing about a realtor is that... It, meeting somebody face to face just because they're not going to sell with you today or buy with you today they get to know you yeah absolutely they they see what you're all about they can see how your mannerisms are your professionalism what you talk about
1: yeah and how hard i work and Mm -hmm. how hard you work They know that i'm out there working for a client and
0: trying to find them a home right let's talk about um how you get to wanting to knock on a door
1: Well, so when I first started is when the rules had changed for limited dual agency. So I'm not able to represent a seller and a buyer. So typically I find out from another agent or from somebody else that is looking to buy in a certain area. So they say, hey, Lise, we have, you know, this buyer, they're looking to buy in this complex, they really want to be in this area. So can you go and see if you can find somebody that's willing to sell? So I go out and I try and find somebody that wants to do an easy sale and get their place sold and a buyer, you know, everybody can be
0: satisfied. So I'm just going to back you up there for the lay person who's listening. When you knock on a door and say, hey, listen, I have a buyer for your house. Yeah. Legally, that's not really something we can legally do. No. So limited dual agency was a thing of the past where you could represent a buyer and a seller on the same home and you would be representing their interests in a limited fashion. Yeah. Now you can't do that. In BC, you can't do that. Other provinces, you still can do that. Mm-hmm. But here, so so you would be representing one of those two people in that party, whether it be the seller or the buyer. Correct. Yeah. So you're talking to agents and they say, hey, we're looking for a townhouse in this complex. Does anyone have anything coming up? Mm-hmm. And you go, ding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go slam through that complex and chat with everybody who's there to see if there's an option for them that may be interested in selling. That's right. And you would represent them as a fiduciary in their transaction. Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And often, I was going to say, often it's not the person who I actually speak with that is wanting to sell, but they will tell me, you know, three doors down, Mm -hmm. Tom's been talking about moving and I think he needs to get it done pretty quickly because you know, whatever's happening Moving, in his family whatever. situation or whatever. Yep. So then I go talk to Tom. Right. He's like, oh yeah, absolutely. We're, we need to sell now. You know, and oftentimes it's something going on in the family or divorce or somebody doesn't want to market their home because, you know, they don't want to advertise that they're selling for some reason. Um, it just makes it easy for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to share a little experience with you that I had as a door knocking as my first part. When I first became an agent... I'm driving down the road, maybe weeks into being a licensed agent, and I see a for sale by owner sign. And mm-hmm. I really was like looking for them. I was like, I'm gonna door knock these guys. And so I decided I whipped up the courage. I went home, I evaluated that property from a outside perspective before seeing the property. Built my package and I get to the door and I knock, and I'm super nervous, <laughs> terrified. But I'm like, this is this is I'm doing this. Okay. And the door opens. And I know the person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my success as a door knocker in my first 41 door knocks yeah. was my first and my 41st door knock were success. That's awesome. Because it turned out that that first client that I had wanted a property that was not for sale. And I went and door knocked after we sold her property. Um, I went and door knocked and found her a property in the exact same manner that I attracted her as a seller. Wow this was a day when you could represent both parties. So um, it was different, but yeah, so it's interesting. Good for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's funny too, because sometimes I'll knock on a door and I, you know, I had one fellow, I knocked on the door and a lady answered the door and she said, actually, let me get my boyfriend. So fellow came to the door and he said, actually, I'm just here packing up my mom's house. She passed away and we need to sell her place. So it was, sometimes it's just timing, you know, I'm there. If they hadn't, found me if i hadn't found them they would have gone online and just you know seo would have brought up the first name and they would have gone with that person but sure. that, that person might not be so compassionate about their situation and it just worked out well for everyone
0: what's your mindset when you get to a door
1: um there to help you know like i'm giving them information i always show up with some information for them usually it's comparable places that have sold in their area so even if they're not wanting to sell now it gives them an idea what their place could be worth um you know if it's if it's following up and door knocking in an area I'm bringing them other information whether it's like a landscape of your yard or lawn care or something that you right. know something to do with their home so nice sometimes the uh schedule of what's going on at the wildlife
0: park you know that kind of stuff <laughs> whatever whatever is helpful in that time exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. interesting be, a, be of service right be of service
2: and are the reactions from people on the other side of the door do they get that, that helpful vibe that you're bringing? Or is it, yeah. I'm sure you get a mix of reactions.
1: Yeah, there's, of course, there's some people that are a little bit timid. Some people have their back up against the wall right away,
2: mm. um, you know,
1: nice big smile and just be friendly. And I'm not here, <laughs> I'm not here to attack you or anything <laughs> like that, right? I'm not here to steal your money or your home. I'm just,
0: I think you have a better, help. I think a, a woman has a better advantage in this scenario than a man. Because whenever I knock at a door, regardless if it's my own client's house or I always knock and then I step way back from the door.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because it's very intimidating to have a male mm-hmm. right up against your door, right?
1: Or a female, honestly. Yeah.
0: I See, I disagree.
1: It, it's all in how you position yourself and like... You know, take the sunglasses off so you make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Turn your body a little bit so you're not directly facing them because mm-hmm. it can be like even if I I'm just you take a, your ball cap off. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 See, you are witty. <laughs> um, and just making yourself like, I'm not a small person. I'm almost five eleven. So you know when um, a little lady that sh, you know opens the door and she's four foot six and I'm standing there I feel like you know this gigantic woman
2: <laughs> can probably be a little bit scary for her. Yeah. <laughs> and like subtle cues in body language really can ease any yeah. social interaction and I think it's probably a really important thing to bring to yeah. that which is what is essentially a cold call. Yeah. And as st- I, you know, standards are changing certainly over the last couple of decades around how comfortable people are with people coming Mm -hmm. right to their door. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Like when you hear somebody knock on the door and you're not expecting it, I almost get a little bit of panic at first. And then I'm like, who's here? What? Oh my God. Like there's a moment of stress until I know what the situation is. Like, um, Mm -hmm. so it sounds like you have the right sort of factors in mind for how to.
1: Well, and I also like, as soon as I. You know, open the door and see me. I hold my arm out with, um, you know, some information for them to be looking at, mm. so they're not feeling like they have to be confrontational with me because they're looking down at the paper that I gave them. Yeah, um, and it's it's just being friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, asking them about them. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you have a friendly vibe about you. I feel like totally. Maybe I don't. <laughs> How much bigger can I smile? The more I smile, the less, creepier it gets. <laughs> the more creepy it gets. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think you have a very like pleasant, let's say, energy. Energy around you. So mm-hmm. I think that it complements that process for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, you've never knock, door knocked my house.
1: No, don't think I have. No. I have I, door knocked on quite a few agents' houses. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I have. How a, does that go? Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I had one where. Uh, Is an agent from this office. Yeah. And his wife answered. Of course, I didn't recognize her. Yeah. She asked me, she invited me in. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I'm just, you know, looking. I had some, uh, I had found somebody who was looking to buy in that particular neighborhood. And there was a sale that was relatively high, multiple offers just across the street. So I was campaigning this kind of section of the hood for somebody who missed out on the multiple offer on the house across Mm -hmm. the street. It just happened to be at a development where, Lots were similar, age of the dwellings were this kind of similar, and, you know, that. So yeah. it was a very complimentary property. Well, this lady invited me right in. She wanted to hear it, my whole spiel. <laughs> and then as we gets, she gets in there a little bit, she, she had mentioned that her husband's a real estate off, uh, agent in my office. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and she goes, well, I appreciate you stopping by. I'll be definitely telling my husband you were here to see if he wants to sell. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I felt a little ashamed, but then I don't know why. I uh, just so she,
2: she was toying with you.
0: She was still yeah, totally like that. Messing with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know, I
1: like oftentimes, you know, people want to chat. I don't go in many houses just because mm-hmm. safety reasons. Um, But I I get a lot of people that do just want to chat and ask me about the market and ask me about everything because. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are lonely nowadays. Like mm. going through COVID, there's a lot of people that you know deal with a lot of depression, and they lock themselves in their homes and they don't really talk to anybody. So mm-hmm. if somebody shows up on their doorstep, whether it's to you know see if they want to sell their home, a lot of times people are just like think that oh I have a new friend, yeah. which is which is great. <laughs> it's a like, it's a good way to start a rela- relationship. Totally, <laughs>
0: totally. It it's interesting. Days have passed, door knocking, I think, was more popular. Mm-hmm. Like, you can remember the times when, you know, as, a, as an elementary school child, yeah. I would yearly be selling chocolates for some sort of charity. Yeah. And that was like fun. You just go door knock, and the kid who sold the most stuff, you usually got a bike or something, you yeah. know, like you were <laughs> definitely rewarded for your salesmanship. Totally. And then, like, the, the va- you my parents bought a vacuum mm-hmm. from a door mm-hmm. salesman, right? <laughs> And like today, taking a call seems invasive.
1: Yeah. Well, everything in society has changed. Everything is so digital now. That's the thing. A lot of agents will hide behind a computer and think that them doing all their social media marketing or, you know, sending out all this digital stuff, it's not connecting with people. It's not showing them that you actually care about them.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, so. And it's still kind of very opt-in in terms of whether people want to, Read that content. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily reach the eyes that you want it to reach. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And I do meet lots of people, you know, knock on the door and they say, yeah, we are thinking about selling, but so-and-so is my agent. Oh, that's great. All right. I'll let, I'll let the other buyer's agent know that this place is going to be coming up and yeah. they'll follow up with your agent. So it's just a way to put people and people together. Yeah.
0: And it's interesting because this is my thought is that let's say for every hundred places you door knock. Uh, 95 of them could care less that you were there. No. Because exactly. okay, they're not in the mood to sell.
1: Yeah.
0: Of the five that are, maybe one person responds in a, in a, like a positive attitude, mm-hmm. but the other four, like instinctually try to get you away. Yeah. Until they've had a chance to digest it. Yeah. Right. Is that, is that you, been your experience?
1: Yeah. That's why leaving the information is always good. You know, leaving them with something. They have my name, they have my number. Sometimes I got a call a couple days later saying, oh, hey, you know, my cousin is actually thinking about selling, not in this complex, but you think he could help her. Right. Say like that I'm out there pounding the pavement. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, the other thing too is like when you go online, you see pictures of agents, but you don't really know who they are. Like Mm -hmm. you don't, you can read their bio, but you're not like, you don't see their, the energy that they bring. You don't see if they're like... Are they the type of realtor that I wanna deal with? Do they speak like my language? Do they talk in the way that I wanna be talked to? Or are they like, you know, scripted? Do they have like awkwardness to them? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a Mm -hmm. real characteristic of an agent that, that, a good agent that would be a good fit for you. Yeah. Being
1: natural. Like, I'm I'm not a script person. I have, you know, I have an idea of what I wanna say when somebody opens the door. Sometimes that changes. You know, depending on what they say to me, then may go in a different direction because (laughs) they got other questions.
0: Do you ever have any safety concerns?
1: Uh, no, because typically I I stay in pretty tight knit communities. Like I don't, I'm not off doing, you know, acreages by myself or anything like that. Where I'm alone, usually there's a lot of doorways around, and I don't go into people's homes. I have caught myself a couple times, once that I can think of, where. A guy was like, oh, yeah, come on in. I want to give you a tour because we are thinking about selling. And I was standing in the living room thinking to myself, hmm, Mm -hmm. there's nobody else around, (laughs) and he's the only one here. Nobody Mm -hmm. knows where I am. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Did you get the listing? No, I didn't. turns out he talked to about six other agents too. And probably if he did sell, I don't know if I would want to be representing him because he had a lot of different ideas. (laughs) Yeah, fair (laughs) enough. You
0: know. Yeah, it's... We've been talking about like how to, as a real estate agent, how to read clients, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a factor there of like, do you want to work with this person?
1: Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely have to, you have to connect with a person, right? It's
0: totally right. makes for a better transaction. It's a yeah, better relationship. you not a,
1: just out for money, right? It's getting out there and helping people. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's put ourselves in the perspective of a buyer. Mm-hmm. So I'm a buyer, and I have an agent or I don't have an agent regardless. And I have a particular property that I want to purchase. So I express the interest to my agent. Let's just say for this point, purpose of this conversation that they have an agent already.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're like, I'm looking for a house with a suite. It's got to have a big backyard. I'm going to give you the general stuff, right? Yep. Covered parking. I got a dirt bike. I need a garage. I'd really like to live in Pine View because I work at the mine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, You have that agent who we have different ways of communicating as agents, right? We Mm -hmm. have like some online stuff. We have like meetings where we discuss wants and needs for particular buyers. So you hear that, okay? This person that you may not even know, you are going to be serving them without them even knowing at this point in time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you, you, how do you find those properties? Like how do you decide I'm going to go hit this particular neighborhood or what if like if if they're looking for a house with a suite, are you knocking the door? Do you have a suite? <laughs> looking,
1: yeah. looking for a house with a suite. Well, I mean, you can, you know, through this our search parameters that you can set. You can always search them out, see if there is any that are listed or were previously listed as having a suite. And then depending on how many are in the area, right? Or else you can just go house to house and right. say, hey, look at I'm I'm looking for this. For a client that's looking to buy in this area, do you or just do you know anybody that has it? And a lot of times people are quite helpful, you know, like Mm -hmm. they'll say, Oh, yeah, you know, so and so down the street, they just put a suite in, they might be looking to sell because he might be transferring for work. And then it's just like, it's just keeping track of everything for every neighborhood. I have a binder that I keep track of the homes that potentially may be wanting to sell.
0: Interesting. That's a good way to do it. Follow up, right? BC Assessment actually has a tool that you can see non-conforming suites. Really? But it's not accessible. Like you have to go individually to find them.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So they actually describe when someone's being taxed with a suite, regardless if it's a legal or non-legal legal. suite, you can you can see that.
1: Interesting. And the city of Kelloops
0: know. has a tool where you can actually find legal suites. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Although that there's not cool. many people registered on it at this point in time. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not sure that not that's, anymore. that's something that wants they, they want to have yeah okay so buyer gets buyer gets to have lisa mooney or other uh go around and try and locate properties why not rural properties
1: well um typically i'm on foot so
2: mm-hmm. it would
1: be there are a lot of driving in between which is fine but uh, a big part of why i started it because like i wanted to get out and get some exercise mm-hmm.
0: oh that's a good point
1: yeah. yeah, so I would get out and, um, you know, like I said, pick different complex or area of town because I would just park the car and make my plan and go through that area. So rural is a little bit more difficult and rural is a little bit less safe, like I like I mentioned. I'm not comfortable myself as a woman going door to door when I'm out on acreages and nobody knows sure. you know, exactly where I am and a lot of them are, you know, out of service and stuff. Oh, plus so. you
0: have dogs. Yeah, dogs and the, other
1: wild animals, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And cougars, especially. Yeah.
0: So if you're buying a house and you're and you're hoping to get Lisa Mooney to knock on your door one day, don't buy rural. <laughs> yeah. It's just not going to happen for you.
2: Yeah, this and makes like it a little bit more difficult from the perspective of a buyer, then who you might end up representing the seller down, you know, in in that. Do they ever get to know how much legwork that you put in to making mm. connecting? The dots? Not often. Yeah. They, they no. technically shouldn't. The silent no. hero. <laughs> you <they> really are.
0: <laughs> because no, if, I guess that's If true. they learn too much about that, there's a relationship that's created, which is not allowed to be created. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Everything so. is quite separate, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let, let's, look at, let's look at the seller's perspective. I know we've kind of chatted about it, but... So let's imagine that I'm sitting at home and I'm considering selling my house. It, do you feel that because you've door knocked, you've just shown a little bit more energy and, and uh, like your, your work ethic? Yep. Is that why Absolutely. you're getting more... A
1: little bit more grit.
0: More traction? Can I yeah. get
1: the job done? Yeah. I think people see that and recognize it, so...
0: Or they're just busy and they haven't taken the time to evaluate realtors and someone showed up, they got to meet them, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, kind of digger, so I'm going to to yeah. really give her a shot. Yeah,
2: seems to me there's a real convenience factor there for the a potential seller, right? Like yeah, absolutely. They might be thinking of it, or something's happening in their life where it's like, oh, I got to start planning this, and maybe like they avoid big life things mm-hmm. to have someone come right to the door and be like, hey, this is an opportunity. Are you willing to sell? Is could be a real gift to somebody in a position where like convenience could make a big impact in their life. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah and And, as you said earlier, like, a fairly surefire, quick process, yeah.
1: And sometimes people aren't even thinking about selling, you know, And I land on their doorstep. And say, look at—we have a buyer that wants to to get into this complex. I'm thinking of one in particular up in Juniper, and the lady got my flyer I had left, and she called me back right away and said, "I have no—I had no idea my place was worth this. I'd sell for that, mm-hmm. you know." So it worked out, and she sold the, and helped her buy another place. And the buyer that moved in there was super happy because she got too close to her parents. So it's just sometimes just things just line up and it works good for all parties.
0: Yeah. I remember a situation where I had a, a buyer looking in a unique area where there wasn't any listings. Mm-hmm. And they just reached out to me with a list of houses. <laughs> and uh, I was like thinking to myself, are, are these all new listings? Did I meet, <laughs> miss these 7 8 houses? And it turns out she's like, "No, they're they're not listed, but I want you to I want see this is, I want one of these 7 yeah, 8 houses." See if any of
1: them will sell. <laughs> I and would, it
0: worked out. Oh, I did it. It totally worked out. we okay. We sold her property exact one she wanted the most. Wow. It was insane.
2: That's awesome. So you a that good job, story. yeah that is such an an interesting approach. I would have never considered that you can just go. Tell someone you want to buy their house, you know what I mean like right. like the conven the conventional way is seeing a listing and then going it's like a neat sort of workaround that you can just go if you know exactly what you want as a buyer, that yeah nothing's yep. nothing's wrong with just expressing that desire it's kind exactly
0: of a shortcut yeah, so I have a little i mean i don't I definitely don't do as much door knocking as you do, but i I do have like a I, I, I have something I want to talk to you about at the end of the podcast, mm-hmm. save it for the end, but Um, if I have somebody who specifically wants a particular house, they, they're, they're asking me to go door knock. They have to be super specific of what they want because getting into the conflict of knocking on a door, Mm -hmm. the last thing I want to do is knock on a door and say, I have a buyer for your house. Who's very interested in this particular hood, shape, size, whatever. And then they say, yeah, I'm interested in selling. uh, Yeah. I'd I'd meet your buyer or whatever. Okay. And then your buyer's like, well, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy that house. Like even before the conversation gets going. Yeah. Because of X, Y, Z. And now I have mud on my face looking like, you know, like I was looking for work in an unethical manner.
1: Yeah. And you don't want to be doing that. It's not... Right. It's not good, a good way to put yourself out there, right? And it's also, if it's your buyer, it's a little bit of a conflict because you're also talking to this potential seller, right? Right. And that puts you limited dual agency. So what if the door opens and that seller says to you, yeah, we are thinking about selling. The lowest we would take would be 680, but maybe just, uh, we're asking 700. Right. You know, and now all of a sudden you know what their bottom line is. So mm-hmm. now you've, you're have you potentially... Sure. Yeah. So, so it's just,
0: what would you recommend to, in this situation, I have a buyer, mm-hmm. they want a very specific house, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not the easiest door knock. Um, I'm energetic, I'll go do it. I want to find them a place. Um, but do you, do you recommend teaming up with somebody? Do you recommend
1: yeah, get finding- Yeah, some, get somebody else that you're confident can
0: how many represent realtors, you in a way. How many realtors do you think are out there door knocking?
1: Oh, so few. So few. Everybody has that fear, right? Everybody, I mean, so many I talk to, even in our office, you know, they have good intentions. Mm -hmm. Put it that way. They print off their information, they're ready to go. Then they just can't get out of the car because it's scary to go and talk to people. Right. You know, so I think maybe one or 2% of all agents will do it because a lot of them will not door knock. And I'm talking knocking on the door and talking to people. A lot of people will go and leave information in the mailbox. And run and call that door knocking, <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: but that's <laughs> but exactly. run, away. run very very fast. Yeah, that's interesting. I find that interesting. I, I, I like it. It sounds accurate, but mm. interesting that in a in this industry where it's a lot of you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, extroverts in yep. you know there's a salesmanship element mm. to realtors that you think or I would have guessed that more people would have that sort of um comfortability comfort in going to speak to people in this sort of cold call mm-hmm. way but i don't know it's just, it's just interesting there's that no one is immune to anxiety there's <laughs> yeah. a
0: different mindset of being proactive like knocking on a door mm-hmm. and then receiving a call right when someone calls you and says hey I want you to give me an evaluation of my house well that's different you're asking for that so mm-hmm. you go into it with a different level of confidence whereas if you're door knocking, you have to be able to get a door slammed in your face. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's I mean, there's majority of people are quite friendly when they open the door, but yeah, I still get people not interested. (laughs) Slam. Yeah. Okay. I've had quite a few, you know, the only way I'm leaving this house is in a pine box. Okay, well, (laughs) Well, good to know. Have a great (laughs) afternoon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'll keep an eye on the obituary. (laughs) (laughs) Zing. Make sure my
1: name's in your Your uh, will. Well, it's funny.
0: (laughs) My name was in a will once.
1: Oh, God. Really?
0: For, to list their house. Wow. Yeah. Really? It was was a house that's uh, just like pretty close to my house. This
1: says a lot about you, Parker.
0: And I, I plowed this girl's driveway like relentlessly winter after winter. And like, I didn't really want to plow her. Lots of times I was busy, but I told her, I said, if you don't mind me showing up in my tractor at... 11.20 11.20 at night, <laughs> I will do it because mm-hmm. that's when maybe I'm doing mine. Mm-hmm, I'll yeah. zip down there and do it. She was totally fine. And, and uh, she passed away. She had cancer. Yeah. She passed away. I get a call from a random stranger. Says, I don't know you, but inside the wheel here, you're the guy to list this house. So oh, wow. I was like, wow, that's a that's, that's a crazy awesome. gift to be given mm-hmm. after.
1: Someone passes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this business is... This business is funny. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you meet people in in strange ways and then you come back into their lives because they remember you for what you do for a living. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I was also referred to somebody who had terminal cancer. Um, this was a couple of years ago. Um, it it's kind of funny because a lady that I know referred her to me. I got her house sold and they the subjects came off actually just before she passed. Oh. She was she went into hospice before completion and, and passed. And uh, that said, referee actually sold their place after that and didn't use me because she thought I would do really good with her friend that was ill, but she had her own agent. Oh, that interesting. She, yeah, so it was, Oh, yeah. you
0: know. Well, it was good of her to do that due diligence.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You she know? was matching up personalities. And mm-hmm. yeah. like I said, she was just loyal to her,
0: her previous her agent. And yeah.
2: That's totally fine. Wow. Yeah. And like connecting with people in such critical points in their life. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's really, it's really something. Yeah. 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 I did meet a lady actually when I was door knocking that was terminally ill
1: and she was looking at at buying in a new development that wasn't quite built yet. And I, I kept following up with her and I, you know, we'd chat every time I went over there and then one day I knocked on her door. And she was gone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so she never got to buy in that new development. And, and it, I was not in the will, Parker. Oh, <laughs> So Aww. I didn't get to sell her place either, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about conflict. Um, the perceived conflict. So this is a true story. I won't mention any names. Um, but actually, no, I'm going to back it up a little bit. I had a client, okay, yeah. who was a car salesman. From 80s, like in the 80s, 70s and 80s, okay? And I was working with him to sell a property, and uh, he said, hey, let's go for coffee. So we go for coffee, and he's telling me a story about how he would sell a car. It floored me, okay? (laughs) This was the process. They were trained by this process. This company's still selling vehicles and camels to this day, okay? Really? This was a process that was acceptable in that era. So you as a salesman would know your bottom line on a truck, car, whatever. And you would give a sub-selling price to a particular client if you knew they were shopping. You knew they were going to shop you around. Yeah. So let's say uh, whatever Toyota pickup, whatever would be... I'm not dis. It's not Toyota, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's not Toyota dealership, but I'm just using it as a name. So let's say they would put a particular price and they would be like, okay, this is the price that we can let salesmen sell it or managers or whatever. So you would deduct three, $4,000 from that price mm-hmm. so that no matter what, if they shopped you around, nobody would be able to beat that price. And then one day you have this person who shows up and says, I have your business card, the price you wrote right on it. I want to buy it. And so you'd grab that price and you'd have this really dumbfounded look on your face and you'd run into your manager's office and your manager would stir some stuff up and you'd walk out and you'd leave. And the manager would come out, grab the client, and this was the real nasty part of this salesmanship. The salesman would then apologize and, and, and indicate to that buyer that they couldn't sell the vehicle for that price and that what the salesman had did was a, is a direct violation of their like conduct and they were going to deal with that, but they would sweeten that process up so much. We'll give you the actual best price in like that we can literally give you because mm-hmm. we want to try and do right by this, this wrong. And that would sell a vehicle. That's so schmarmy mm. So, and they had training on this. Like there was a guy who would travel around to dealership to dealership and train their this process had lots of processes. They had lots of like strategies. Okay. Now flip that to real estate. Okay. There are, there were, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going on today, but there, I don't doubt that there, it, it wouldn't go on today. An agent would go to a door, knock on the door, say, I have a buyer for your house and here's my contact. And here's the great price that, you know, that might be in, in your kind of ballpark. And, uh, Person would say, okay, cool, I'm interested. Like, bring your buyer. Let's have a look. And realtor would go back, grab random stranger yeah, or friend to pretend to be the buyer. Yeah. Show up at the house, show it around like he's doing a showing, she, whatever. Um, ah, this guy's not interested in your property. But I'll tell you what, I can definitely sell this for you. Yeah. And that would be the end. And I would give that the same ethical nastiness yeah. mm. as that car dealership Slimey. deal
2: slimy, slimy. It's so inauthentic. Like there's, well, it's, it's a lie. Lie. It's a yeah. lie. It's a
0: lie. Yeah. And so when I think about, I've had this happen to me a number of times where I've been in communication with a particular seller and uh, they're like, yeah, we're not ready yet, but you know, like mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks, maybe the grass is growing or we got to do this cleanup or whatever. Yeah. And then they call me and they say, hey, I got this flyer. There's a guy who wants to buy my house, this other agent. You know, like, knocked on my door and said, he's got this buyer, he's ready to go. I'm like, okay, well, who's the agent? I'll, I'll communicate with them. And then I go communicate with the agent and I tell him what the deal is. And he's like, well, yeah, I don't, I've didn't sold really him something. A, didn't, yeah. Didn't really have a buyer. No. Okay. Sneaky.
1: Yep. No, you got to be honest. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. When, I no- when I'm knocking on, I'm, I'm one of those people that I can't tell a lie because I'll forget what the lie was because I have a horrible <laughs> memory. <laughs> I'm knocking on door and this is what I tell you, that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So there has been one other time that I knocked on a door, it was not because I had a potential buyer out there, it was because I lived in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and it was me just introducing myself to my neighbors on yeah. the street that I lived on because there's nothing worse than seeing a sold sign go up across the street <laughs> because they didn't know their real estate agent lived across from them. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Just I, had that happen in my neighborhood, by the way. Oh, God. I love that. Yeah, rural, tough. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a long oh, driveway.
1: And I will say, there was, you know, like I always, if somebody says, yeah, we are thinking about selling, I always ask them, do you have an agent that mm-hmm. you use? Um, and I have gotten burned once where I asked, uh, asked a potential seller, ended up being a listing of mine, if they had an agent. And they said, yeah, we do have one that we used in the past, but, you know, they were mad at it them for whatever reason. I can't disclose. And I said, okay, well, I'm happy to help you. So we we got their place sold. It was not the buyer that was looking on that particular street that I was door knocking for. Um And then I was helping them buy a place and they lost in multiples a couple of years ago. And they ended up going back to the previous agent who then got very angry at me thinking that I was lying to this. Oh. So, not everybody's honest. You know? <laughs> yeah, just gotta
0: do your best. Okay, I'm gonna admit a dishonest thing I've done. <laughs> oh, oh, um, I right knocked. Here. I knocked on a door just because I felt like I wanted to know the guy. <laughs> he just looked like, like my kind of buddy, and we actually became <laughs> friends. And I later told him I knocked on your door just like. To introduce myself as a real estate agent in the area and, and that I, I might have some people that are interested, which I legitimately did, yeah. but it was a push. <laughs> and he uh, just happened to have a jet, but we ended up talking about hunting and stuff and then we became, became buddies. And so later I had to tell him, I, I had to buck up and say, <laughs> you know, they were looking in my neighborhood, but yours house would be, not be probably one of them. <laughs> but I was going to do my best <laughs> if they I had want to. to. be
2: your friend. <laughs> Our friendship is built on life. Yeah. <laughs> How did he react?
0: Uh, I mean, That's it was. Funny. We're at the point where it was pretty funny. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I have met some pretty cool people.
1: I met one girl, I stood there and chatted at her doorstep for about forty-five minutes, talking about dogs and going for hikes and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You never know. You meet your new new best friend,
2: right? Yeah, right. totally.
0: New best friend. New best friend.
2: Oh, I actually had one question about. Um, so many people have, you know, door cams, doorbell cameras. Mm-hmm. Do people talk to you through the doorbell? A lot now.
1: no oh. actually i was just talking to somebody in our office that was saying oh i was talking to another agent who door knocks but they will leave um, like almost like a voicemail on the camera oh. <laughs> saying like their <laughs> like little spiel and- while, why they're there and oh. everything i don't really do that i've only had i think maybe two people ever have talked to me through the doorbell cam. Oh, okay. Um, but I usually give it a little wave. Mm-hmm. Hi, i putting this in your mailbox. That's it. <laughs> That's right. sweet.
0: Yeah, I've had people say something. Oh, really? Yeah, when door, door cams were early. Did they say go away?
1: <laughs> Get don't off my doorstep. what step. they said,
0: but they said something. I was putting something in their mailbox, and they're like, can I ask you what you're putting in there? And I'm like, oh, I'm just selling, trying to sell a house nearby, so i got a buyer and maybe... Maybe one day, if you're interested, you could. I felt really
2: weird. <laughs> so I'm talking really to a weird. doorbell. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "No thanks. You can take that with you when you go.
2: Beat oh, it." Okay.
1: I always, you know, <laughs> Sorry. I, I print off just this, the right number of doors that I'm planning on going to. So number one, it's I don't go home until they're all done. Mm. But number two is like everybody gets that bit of information that I'm bringing, even if it's you know the properties that are being sold or have sold recently, and Sometimes people are like, oh, we're not selling. And I very quickly hand them the sheet and, well, it's just information. I only printed off so many. So you got to take one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like nice. get it into their hands. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't care if it goes in the recycle bin, but. Do you have any other rules that you, or
1: rules, strategies? Well, or that... I actually developed an online course on. Door knocking, because door knocking is not just for real estate agents, but it's great for anybody in business, Mm -hmm. Um, especially things that have to do with the home, whether it's HVAC companies or plumbers or landscapers or any business, even like estheticians. It's just a great way for people to get out and meet potential customers or clients that they can help. Mm -hmm. Um, So I developed this course on there's five different modules and it goes through like the very first one is all about, you know, finding your why and your motivation and what's gonna get you up and out the door to go do something I call pounding the pavement. Mm-hmm. Um and then it goes through preparing for going out because you wanna be giving people something of value when you're landing on their doorstep. Um and then the actual door knocking and connecting with people and follow-up and can't remember all the modules now. That <laughs> tested me. <laughs> That's okay. That's co- really cool. So how do how do people that? find
0: out about this course?
1: How uh it's on mastermind.com. Oh nice. Yeah. So you can just go in there and, and search it or if somebody's interested, they can touch base with me and I can send the link. But cool. Yeah, it's a great way for, for new businesses to start building their clientele. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or from anybody that has slower seasons. Mm-hmm. It's a nice way well, to sorry, do
0: they search yeah. up Lisa Mooney? How do I th- how do they find it on Mastermind? I
1: think um, there's different categories. Once you get into Mastermind, you can just go into different categories, and it'll pop up. Yeah. So if you go into real estate, if you go into I think sales, maybe. Yeah. You can probably search my name too. It's pretty.
0: What's the title of the course?
1: Pounding the payment.
0: Pounding the payment. There yep. you go. That's
2: really cool. That's hmm. that you've developed that. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just it was a way that I found success and and it kept me busy. When I first got started and I didn't have a lot going on business-wise yet, it was a great way for me to, you know, touch base and, and connect with other agents too, where it was like, right. hey, my name's Lisa. I just started, but I'm willing to go and help you find a place for that client of yours that's mm-hmm. looking.
0: Sure. Yeah. So you want to hear my idea?
1: I would love your idea. Mm.
0: I don't want to call it a challenge because I know I probably can't beat you. Um, <laughs> But I think we should have like a door knocking challenge. Oh my goodness. Mm. Asterisk on the challenge. Yeah. So and then, and the idea is not to actually compete like I got one or you got one. Yeah. But it's just to sort of go through the experience and then come back here and chat about it. Chat about yeah, the particular that. experiences that we had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, I think it'd be fun. Yeah.
2: Maybe knock on a set number of doors like
0: well, we 10 fi- or 20 or... we gotta find we gotta find a buyer. Okay. Okay, yep. so I have yeah, a list has of buyers,
2: <laughs> but I am not going to door knock for
1: my buyers because, like I said, that's a bit of a conflict. So, if you have any buyers, that well, are I do. Making, that
0: just so happens. You can yeah. trade. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we'll we'll trade and see what we can go find for oh, each other's
0: clients. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think we should. I think we should video it. Video it as much as we could. Obviously, we're not going to show up at a door with a video camera Camera itself. crew, boom mic. I wonder if <laughs> that would You're
1: on the <laughs> 6, six p.m. news. <laughs>
0: Cool. All right. Well, if you're up for it, let's do it.
1: Yeah. I'm down <laughs> for it. Okay.
0: Sweet. Do you have any favorite businesses in Kamloops?
1: Any favorite businesses? Yeah. Oh, goodness.
0: That's a good question. You must have some though, right? I have a lot of favorite
1: businesses. Yeah.
0: Do you do, do they ever do you ever um, vote for them on the best of Kamloops?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do, actually. I just voted for a few of them yesterday because I got an email from
2: Alba Painting.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... What's well, this turned doing? out to be a plug.
2: <laughs> did you know that really? the Camloops Real Estate Insider podcast is nominated for Best Podcast? I did That's actually. A local fantastic, I did, actually.
0: Yep. cool. Well, if you feel the need to, you know, be inspired, throw and, another and vote in. Throw yeah. a vote in there.
2: Slap a vote down.
0: Oh, another vote. We already got it. Sweet. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I'm
1: trying to think, I voted for quite a few yesterday that in different categories, mm-hmm. and I may have already voted. So I wonder if you can.
2: You can go and add more votes. Oh, you can. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot of businesses to choose. There's no way you could slot out like an hour of time it's to go so through them all. so much time, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: But it isn't it, like
0: an easy process. But... Yeah. I'm... Some of them are really easy. Like mm-hmm. some of them I really feel happy about clicking the vote for them.
2: Yeah, me too.
0: I just feel like there's some businesses, accountants that I, I always root for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, yeah, so I, I encourage anybody, especially if you're listening to this podcast and you want to help us out, Nothing. Nothing would make me have here. I feel <laughs> so grateful. If you uh, went on to the uh, Best of Kamloops and voted for the Camloops Insider podcast, we would much appreciate it.
1: Mm-hmm. Are there many local Kamloops podcasts? I don't even... There's I'm six, I think the six category or seven in the Six running. or seven, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: A few that I recognized from last year and probably four ones that I hadn't hadn't seen before. So... Yeah.
1: It's Interesting. It's kind
2: yeah. of a neat way to learn about what's out there.
1: I bet. They're not all as educational as and witty as Parker is, right? <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't close. put any not of them close. down, but,
0: <laughs> but you're probably on to something. <laughs> well, Educate. thanks for taking the time out of your day, Lise. I appreciate you coming in. And uh, if anybody's out there and you want to experience, like you want some more educational uh, assistance and encouraging having some courage to go door knock, I would encourage you to reach out to Lisa Mooney and mm-hmm. see what she's all about.
1: Sounds great. Thanks for the opportunity to be on here today. And let's get to this little challenge that you set up. Yeah. Right?
0: Right. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the listen.
2: Have a good day. Hey, thanks for listening to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to get new episodes delivered right to your feed. And we want to hear from you. Send comments and questions to parker at royallepage.ca or reach out on Instagram at pbrealestater.